What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode. I have an interview for you today. My guest is Jill Allison Bryan of Creative Oasis, and she is one of my clients. And what I love about her story, the reason that I wanted to have her on and show you guys her mind is because of how dramatic her before and after has been. Now, she three times her income, but that's just a minor detail in all of it, right? Because sometimes it's not about the money. It's about the other stuff. It's about, you know, we talk about how she came to mindset work and this coaching doing and being very consistent and being very wrapped up in the stuff she should do, but not getting the results she wanted. And so to now where she feels in control of her results, where she understands what's creating them and what to tweak. And I think that that is such an amazing gift that I get to give my clients and help them come through. So let's dig into today's episode with Jill. Hey, Jill. Welcome to my show. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to bring Jill on today. She is my typical client. She's She came to me intrigued with mindset, but not 100% sure on how to actually do it. She was super consistent in her action. Um, I think, Jill, you wrote a blog for like eight years, right? (laughs) A really long time. Yeah. Yes. Every Wednesday. Yes. And so she's been in business for 10 years, written a blog for at least eight of them. Excellent at what she does. She knows she's a great coach. She's built the skill and like she had the tools to help her clients shift, but something was still missing. There was something she still wanted and she wasn't getting exactly what she wanted. And one of the things that actually stood out to me as a quote that you'd said to me was like, when we first started, you were like, Um, yeah, you know, women make side money and Mm -hmm. that was your thoughts back then, right? It was like Mm -hmm. you were coming as a woman who had a business, who knew she was a great coach, who was very consistent doing all the things, but you also had like a set of money thoughts in there, like women Mm -hmm. make side money. So Mm -hmm. today we're going to share Jill's story and this person who was so consistent doing all the things, but not getting the results and what has shifted in her when she added mindset. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So what are your thoughts on that? When you just hear me say all of that, what are your thoughts? I guess my first thought is I'm, I'm pretty amazed at the change in less than a year, Mm. like a pretty major change in how I show up for my business and myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that is one of the things we want to make sure that we capture. So tell me, Jill, when you think about who you were nine months ago, what Mm -hmm. was different? What were you doing? How did it feel? What were you thinking Mm -hmm. back then? Like, give us the snapshot of who you were before mindset. Yeah. 
Well, as you pointed out, I was taking all the actions, <laughs> lots of actions. You know, I'm a list maker, so I would list, 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 list. And, and, and the, the list was, I think, mostly driven from should. Like I should do this. I should write my blog every day because I've told people every week. Um, I should... Uh, what, what, I should post on social media. That's a thing I should do, you know, and, and not really thinking about the whys even. And of course I didn't have, there were tools that I didn't have even in my arsenal at that point in time, you know, the model and, and thought work and really how to do it. So that was one of the things I was taking a lot of action and a lot of consistent action. And that still wasn't, as you pointed out, getting me the results that I wanted. Um, yeah, I feel like when I now the difference is I, I still love a list, but rather than making this long list of shoulds and then basically just like moving it to the next day, <laughs> you know, or whatever didn't get done on the next day. Now I make what I call an inspired action list right after doing the thought work. So the thought the, the list is fueled by intentional thoughts and feelings rather than this kind of nebulous shoulds. Yeah. But what does that even mean? Like if somebody's listening to this and they're like, mm. I, I think mindset's the answer. I'm in the same place as you doing a lot of stuff, very consistent, great at what I do, but what you're saying makes no sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so can I talk about then the daily thought work? Of course. Yeah. So, so your, and you introduced me to that through your, you know, the daily, the mindset work book, um, or, or kind of, you know, guide to follow. And it's funny cause I even, I looked at that. I looked at my, um, original, um, what I did, the work that I did with that back in May. And I realized I was just filling in lists inside your guidelines. I wasn't even really using it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, but when I started to shift from trying to make everything into a to-do list and really started thinking about how I was feeling and what thoughts I was having, um, you know, I really started to, to see that my thoughts were causing me to have feelings that cause me to show up or not show up in certain ways. And that's what was That's what results come from. Yeah. Rather than if you do consistently every little step on this list, then you'll, you'll fly over to the results that you want. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Cause most people, they just don't know that they're, they we're taught in society that actions equal results exactly, and they don't know that there's other things involved or right. Like how do I, how do I play with the other pieces? Mm -hmm. And so I just want to repeat what you just said, which was you still had your lists, but now you were paying attention to what am I thinking? How am I feeling? And using that as a gauge to what you were doing. I mean, even when I say this out loud to you, Jill, there's this part of my brain that's like, I don't know, that sounds weird. Like, why did that work? <laughs> I know I'm the one that sells it and teaches it. And yeah. my mind is still like, I don't know. Why do you think that that worked over what you were doing before? Again, I mean, part of it is just that should mentality. Like, this is what needs to happen without any underlying like the underlying motivation wasn't clean, wasn't, um, wasn't authentic. 
it was more yeah. like the they out there. It's the same they that tells us more action, bigger, better, faster now, right? Instead of slow down, which you're always reminding me to slow down, which is good because <laughs> I want to barrel through, um, but slow down, break it into smaller steps, which is something that I do anyway, but really take a look at why am I doing this? Why, why do I think this is going to be helpful? Because sometimes you catch yourself and then you realize, no, this isn't really helpful. Like, you know, I don't need to buy Facebook ads right now just because a million other people are buying Facebook ads right now. You know, that's, that's the kind of trap you can get into. I think when you are just looking at this should do list. Yeah. These are the things I should do to have a successful business. And that's also what was so frustrating because like if you're doing them and it's not working, you're like, wow, yeah. <laughs> tell me what to do. And you I remember that. that. That was your favorite thing. You were like, tell me what to do. And I was like, okay, <laughs> give me homework. Work. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I still do. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about mindset is that before I found mindset, I always imagined it as being just some random journaling. And mm -hmm. so when I have, like when I learned a part of mindset that felt very systematic and tangible and mm -hmm. formulaic even, mm -hmm. I was like, yes, this, my brain and I, we like this because it seems just very like something you can do. Exactly. So that's another difference. I was also, in addition to being very consistent with my blog, I had been a journaler for years and years, you know, I had started with the artist's way and morning pages and then kind of morphed that into something that I wanted to do. But again, it was a to do that I could do every day, but it was more of, um, I'm not saying it wasn't useful in some ways. I was just talking with a client about this the other day, but it was just more of a brain dump, mm. which not saying that those can't be, um, helpful sometimes, but the thought download is very different than a brain dump. And then you have other steps to, and it's useful because then you can use it to get really clear on what those thoughts are making you feel. And then again, what actions you're taking or not taking and those get go to your results. Whereas a brain dump is just like vomiting on the page sometimes and it's like, doesn't really help. Yeah. Would you say that before coming into mindset work, were you aware of thoughts and feelings and how they influenced anything in your life? <laughs> this is this is kind of embarrassing to say because I, I think like I'm really in touch with myself and, uh, you know, in touch with my feelings and, and all that kind of thing. But I'm going to be honest and say no, yeah. not like that, not, not really broken down. Like you say, the, the part that I like, I'm totally into the woo. I love woo, but I also love a list. So this is like the beautiful I'm showing you with my hands. If you can't see right. the beautiful marriage of, um, you know, something that's a little esoteric and on paper and then a formula, a guide that you can actually use step by step and repeatable like over and over for every situation. I use this stuff in my personal life too, not just in my business. Yeah. I know for me, when I found out that thoughts were optional, the first thing that made me think of is like, wait a minute, when my brain is saying all that stuff when I'm in the shower, that's all optional. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I never knew. Even emotions. I think that I just, I didn't have any use for them. 
Like, what would I do? with? Like, I thought of my mom who listens to the podcast and who she just like, I don't know, growing up, she'd get teary about things. And I always just remember thinking like, oh, why? Yeah. Well, so I was, I'm like that super emotional. So, but that's, that didn't serve me either, really. Yeah. And this is so different. It's more of an awareness of how we are creating our emotions and how we're in control of what's the emotion I want to feel. Why am I feeling this? Because our society teaches us that the reason we're feeling something is because the person said no on the consult, because we didn't make the money we want, because we didn't get the thing done, rather than helping us connect it to ourselves and how we are creating it with our own thoughts. I'll tell you another huge part of the mindset work that has just been so liberating for me and uh, for my clients uh, is realizing for the first time, maybe ever, probably ever, that a circumstance is neutral mm. and, and just starting to look at it that way. Just, you know, when you pointed that out, I'm like, well, no, you know, there's, what about this? I'd, I'd come up with some horrible, <laughs> horrible situation, you know, and you're like, well, uh, you know, like if there's a car accident, yeah, that's horrible. But to the tow truck guy, he's about to go make some money, you know, and to the ambulance drivers, they're just doing their job. And to the, I mean, you really can, if you pull back, see the neutrality in every circumstance. And that's just very freeing to me. Even just that first line of the thought work is like, oh, yes, good reminder. Yeah. How has that impacted your business? Um, well, I show up to my business, right, differently rather than from this obligation should. I still know what I want, but um, I'm choosing my actions really based on how I want to feel. And um, it's also made me decisive. Like another thing I think you would agree that I was doing when we first met was everything. Like how many, all the things, how many things can I do? How many workshops and classes? And Ooh, it'd be a good idea if I had, I've got this group and it's not big, but I'm going to keep it. Like I just felt like, again, doing more <clears throat> would somehow translate to making more. And the very opposite has been true. <laughs> yeah. I, as I, you know, I closed my private membership group. I, I really narrowed down to what I had started with in the whole first place a decade ago, which was one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you're her coach, Jill, and you want to have a coaching business, I've got an idea. Why don't you just focus on one-on-one -on -one coaches? And I was like, oh, that's novel. You mean I don't need to do 12 things too? Yeah. And so that brought such simplicity to your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and focus. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like when you think about the simplicity you have now versus how you had what you had then, what, how does that change how you feel showing up to your business? How does that give you direction? Well, I feel like I have, <clears throat> I think I do have more time and energy, right? Because when I'm over here dog paddling around 12 different ideas, it, that takes a lot of energy and time. And when I allow myself to focus primarily on one, my one-on-one -on -one clients and the, that I have now serving them and then also, you know, signing new ones. That's, it's kind of like the neutral thought. It just, oh, it just makes me feel spacious, like, mm -hmm. like freedom to just focus on the one thing. You know, it's like, this is a weird thing. Like, I know 
somebody talks about our business as our baby, but you know, when you have a baby and it gives you this permission to like, you're allowed to just sit on the couch and hold the baby or feed the baby or comfort the baby. And nobody says, what are you doing, Jill? You're wasting time just sitting there holding that baby. You need to get up and do something else too. You know, mow the lawn. It, I mean, people just give you a lot of grace when you have a newborn, <laughs> even though that's been a long time ago for me. I remember it fondly. And I think it kind of like that with my business. I gave myself the grace to go, you get to just focus on and nurture this one part. Yeah. And was that scary for you to do? Because I mean, you were doing a lot of stuff for a reason. And I suspect there was some, like, I have to do this in order to be successful, but it wasn't working. That's what I love my justification as because I didn't force you to do it. Obviously, how could I? You're a human. Right. But I was like, I think it's a good idea. And eventually you came around and you were like, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. It was scary at first. Yeah. Quit doing stuff that could even at first, I think I was like, well, I'm just going to do this quick <laughs> other thing real quick too. And then, um, yeah, I, I wish I could remember the exact moment that I, again, a lot of, I think a lot of the big shifts for me have been around making a decision, mm. you know, like, so for me to have made it like for years, I had a four week package and a six week package and an eight week package. And was there really anything different besides how many weeks? No super confusing to anybody who might come to me like coaching, I think. And, and then I, what I knew was the longer, the better, right? Because I had clients that would resign and I knew we could get further and actually accomplish a lot more. So I, my first baby step with you, I think was three months and just saying three months and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then really realizing, no, you know, if I, if I could pick the best, it would be six months. And had a lot of drama, mind drama around that. Yeah. And then, but then once I made the decision and found all the thoughts to support that decision, um, the thoughts that helped me to feel confident and capable and worthy of making that offer mm -hmm. and, and having that just be my only offer, that was huge. Yeah. And I think versus. that happened in August maybe. Yeah. Versus like the fear before, right? So right. making decisions out of fear versus, you know, that certainty and yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even like, Ooh, maybe I should change like this one person doesn't want to do that. So I should, it should probably be okay that I like, I'll let her do a five and a half week thing <laughs> because that's what she asked for. Right. No. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing that too. That's exhausting as well because yeah. then if you're creating a special offer for each person you meet, that could be dozens of offers, right? And that's just tiring. And again, not a good use of my time and energy. Yeah. And, the, and it's the, like, it's like once I made the choice too, and, and that was my offer, it was like, boom, 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 boom. I, I just started signing people to my six month package. And it was like the universe was going, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about simplicity that maybe our minds don't understand until we come up with all the thoughts and the feelings we need is how once you made those decisions, you had a more mental mental space, but also like energy to focus on other things rather than, ooh, what are they going to say? I don't know. What will I offer? And then it just became simple. Like, yeah, I only ever offer this one thing. That's just what I do. Yes. 
what do you think you did with that extra energy? Because you're like, well, I signed a bunch of clients right after I decided. <laughs> like, why do you, because here's the thing. I, I wrote this question down because in our consult nine months ago, you specifically said, <laughs> I'm so afraid of what you're going to say. I know, I love it. I was like, I love that I wrote this down word for word. You said, I don't have as many one-on-one clients as I want. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm not offering enough. Right. It comes back to that whole, like, I better need to, I need to do more. So knowing what you know now, somebody who's listening to this and they might be like, oh, I don't have as many one-on-one clients as I want either. I also don't know why. Maybe I am not offering enough. Jill, what would you say to that person knowing what you know now? Well, in my instance, I was not making offers. Mm. I really, and I don't even think I realized it. I was so in the swirl of doing, coming up with stuff to do and, you know what I mean? Teach, trying to find a class and a workshop to do and the to-do list that I really had, hadn't stepped back and went, well, when's the last time you, you offered? Like, it doesn't have to be, I think my mind switched to that. I didn't think it had to be some big launch thing. It was just like, no, you just offer to help. Remind them, you know, let them know what you do. Oh, I mean, it was, it was so simple. It's, you know, it's a little embarrassing, but it was, (laughs) but you know, I had to have the awareness of, I could just do that. I could start offering people help and, and, and telling them that that's what I did again, made the decision that that's what I was going to focus on. And it was just easier to focus on that. Okay. So do you think when you said that statement that you weren't making it, you thought you weren't making enough offers? Like I'm not offering enough. Cause when I read that, I hear offering enough as like, I'm not offering enough value. Oh no, no. I didn't think it was that. I was literally not offering my one-on-one coaching services to people on a regular basis at all. And was it just because it just never occurred to you or like, was there some thought about actually doing it? I guess the simplicity of doing that without like a big launch kind of a situation, you know, and like you might, might do with a course or a, or a group or something. Just, um, I think a lot of my clients, one-on-one clients up until that time had come to me via referrals. I kind of, you know, I don't know, lucked out in a way. I mean, I was showing up, I was just showing up in a totally different way. Right. I mean, that's the other thing. When I, when I, I think just mentally, when I started showing up as a, a life coach for creatives, like this is what I do. I'm a coach. Um, it became less about, because that was confusing to people too. I think like, are you a teacher? You know, you're, you have workshops, you have classes, you have retreats. <laughs> I had so many things, you know, are you a retreat leader? Are you a facilitator? I did that as well. I facilitated things. Are you a presentation? Are you a speaker? So yeah, just really deciding, okay, I'm going to focus on being a coach, telling people I'm a coach, offering to help them. Yeah. So it sounds like your identity shifted, like who you thought of yourself as, what were you thinking about before? I mean, you were creating stuff, but you weren't thinking of your, who you were in perspective to what you were creating. It sounds like. Um, I think I got more serious about myself as a business owner too, Mm -hmm. and a coach. Um, and honestly for the, you know, for the first part of my life as a coach, it did get to be like this awesome 
part-time thing that I did while my daughter was younger because, and I could be, you know, super flexible. I could be there with her a lot, that kind of thing. And so that was a kind of mindset shift too, is that, no, I'm going to, you know, this is a business and it's a full-time business and I'm going to reap the rewards of the time and energy I'm putting into it. And I'm the main breadwinner now. So it's not a side, not a side hustle. It's not a hobby. Yeah. So before did you feel like, I guess I'm going to ask this now, do you feel in control of your results? Do you feel like you create them and that they're yours to create? Absolutely. And it's not that I'm not continuing to create, like I'm learning to become right. Mm -hmm. The, the coach that has the next level of business that I want, but it's all within my control. I mean, it, it, it really is. And did you feel that way before? Oh, yeah, that's no. it. That's it. I think I, who did I, who, now that I'm thinking about it, now that you asked that, who did I think was in charge of that? Yeah, <laughs> I guess just the like other people, them. Right? you're like, yeah. well, I got referrals. So clearly you're just waiting on referrals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's such a common thing where people come to mindset work and they're like, I just, I'm not sure how I create it. I'm not sure how it all works. Like I'm right. Cause it's that same thing that comes back to, I'm doing all this stuff and it's not working. So clearly there's something else here that's, that's a variable that I'm not seeing. And now you can look at your business and say, I'm creating an income. I'm creating an income that people want. That's great. And of course, we're always going to want more. We're going to be striving for that next level. But now you feel in control of creating it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just percentage wise, I tripled my income in 2019. Nice. That's a pretty big deal Yeah. for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. So one of the other things that you said in our consult is you said, I'm, I'm thinking and doing so much, but I'm not getting the result that I want. You who you are now, what would you say to that person listening who's like, yeah, that's me too, right? Because that was you nine months ago, right? That's somebody else right now today. What would you say to them? I think my um, definition of thanking back then was um, like affirmation driven which not that there's anything wrong with affirmations. Like I, I love them as well and they have their place, but that is a different, you know, repeating or writing an affirmation every day, almost it, it can become very rote too, right? Like I will create whatever you say, you know, want to say. Um, whereas a thought, where's the thought work, you're really, you know, writing down the thoughts and then looking at them and, weeding out the ones that don't serve you and then really intentionally thinking the ones that do. That's very different than writing affirmations yeah. in the morning in my journal, which might've been closer to what I was doing back then. Okay. So you were doing a different kind. I remember too, you'd read like the book, like you were a badass. And so you were doing like very systematic every day you were doing stuff, which I think that's part of it, right? It's like mm-hmm. doing stuff. I'm doing it every day. No. Well, yeah. So why isn't it working? That <laughs> I did have that thought too, because I'm showing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's the answer to it? Why wasn't it working, Jill? Because I think I was, it was, it was almost like busy work. 
Mm. And I think back to school, like I loved a worksheet. Like <laughs> that's kind of in me. So like I've, I felt, I think busy work makes us feel like we're doing all the things. And so that should translate to uh, the results that we want. But it's, and sometimes it, it, it'll hit a random result, right? That's how I had my business for 10 years, right? It was like, oh, randomly here or there it would work. But it didn't work consistently and it didn't grow. And those are two things that have changed in the last nine months. Yeah. Consistence and consistent growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing about thoughts is not only thinking about myself. Here's another thing that's definitely changed since working with you is I'm intentionally, it's not that I didn't think about my clients before, right? Because I would get on the call with them and I would coach them and I would do follow-ups, that kind of thing. But now I think they benefit from my thought work as well because I'm, I'm holding those thoughts for them. I'm holding the vision for them before they can even see it. I'm, I'm in possibility for them. You know, my mind is in possibility for them even before they can do it and while they're learning to do it. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I love about thought work and at least the flavor that I do is that it's really about directing our mind to where we want to think because on default, we just think about ourselves. <laughs> like, what do I want? Oh, what do I not want? And I think a lot of what you're saying is like you learn to think intentionally about them and to spend that time. Cause I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's like, it seems so reasonable. Like, yeah, think about them, but it sounds like you're spending actual time doing it. Oh, I am. And I think that's one of the, again, not that I was doing it all wrong, but I kind of think I was doing the thought work wrong at first, or I wasn't, I wasn't using it to its best potential. Let's put it that way. And then I, you know, you said, okay, that's awesome. All the things you want for yourself. And you're thinking about yourself. What about your clients? And I'm like, Hmm, what about them? <laughs> Maybe it would yeah. be a good idea to start because think about this. When you are spending time thinking about your clients, those thoughts are going to lead to different feelings and different actions than when you're only thinking about yourself and what you need or want Two, you know, two different ones. Is it any wonder that thoughts thought about clients and their um, success would bring you more clients. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. And that's why when people are like, I just don't know what to talk about, or I do, I have lots of stuff to talk about, but it's that difference between, are you thinking about them and are you coaching and then pulling that information out or just being aware of it that just that allows you to create such different content? Right. So that's the other thing. Maybe those, those, blogs, I think we talked about this too, is like how my engagement in my, on my social media and, you know, postings and newsletters went way up, you know, so I had been consistently writing, I had been consistently posting and I would get the odd like, or, you know, I mean, it was, it just wasn't, there wasn't a conversation happening. And so that's another thing that's changed over the last nine months. The engagement that I have with people on um, social media and via my newsletters and has grown. Yeah. And I think that's because what I'm sharing with them, what I'm creating to share with them is coming from such a different place. Yeah. It's not coming from productivity anymore or should. Right. right. And that was actually something I was just talking to somebody else about where she's like, I'm really productive but that productivity is almost a distraction 
from actually feeling the way I want to feel or focusing on the things. And so I think that's so interesting because productive is like celebrated. Like, oh, you're so productive. You get so much done. And I guess the way somebody knows, like, how do I need know if I need to add mindset? It's like, because if you're really productive, but you're not getting the result you want, you know there's something missing. Yeah. And I will say another thing that's been so um, exciting to me and validating too, is that in this tremendous growth year for my business, um, I think I've also had personal growth. I have not, not only not sacrificed my personal care, self-care, which includes like my morning ritual and meditation and um, some energy work I do and working out, but, you know, physical, mental, emotional, that's, that's all there. And I think that before I might've thought you're spending too much time on that stuff. And if you took some of the time and energy that you're spending on that stuff and just worked harder (laughs) on your business, it would be better. And now I say, no, that's not true. So what I hear you saying, Jill, is that you feel you're consistent in your business. You're consistently getting results and growing, not just consistently showing up, but you're consistently growing how much money you make and growing as a person. You're spending more time working out and taking care of yourself. Like how much time were you spending working before? I think this is a great thing for people to know. How much time was I spending on work? Like on... Even like thinking about it, because I remember you saying like, I think I remember you saying like, it was just all the time. It was the weekends. It was the night. Like there was never a turn off point. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How is that different now? I mean, it sounds like you're giving yourself space to take care of yourself. I am. It's not that I didn't back then. It's just that I think I thought I felt guilty about it back then. And I felt like if I would only, maybe I should pull back from that and that will help. That'll be the other thing to do (laughs) or not do to make my business work. And that wasn't true. So it's been like a good, and then here's another thing though, that you've said in addition to like the self-care piece, it's just like, you know, life. Like when I show up in life for things that I enjoy, live music, going to museums, um, going to hear a lecture, going to a yoga class, whatever, you know, I meet clients that way, not because I'm out in the world to sell myself, but because I'm just, I am allowing myself to live my life in a way that is very you know, fun and fulfilling. And, and, and I want to do that. And so it, it, that's what I mean about the personal growth. It's just kind of like that authenticity thread runs all the way through it. So I don't have like, here's Jill workout, Jill, and here's coach Jill. (laughs) It's all Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest, like, you came into mindset work and you were like still very list oriented still like, what do I do? I'm not sure how to create consults. I'm not sure I'm doing all this stuff and it's not working. And now today it sounds like you are, you know, it just feels all very authentic. You're doing your normal life. You're creating clients. You're tripled your, your business and you're, you're doing it in a way that feels better and different. Is there anything that you would want to comment or like, help somebody see how that works or like that process or anything like that? Well, it's not that you don't stop doing things, right? You, you do, but you're doing them from such a different place from, from a place of belief. Well, here's another thing that I like believing 
what's going to be before it is making decisions, not from where you are, which is stuck, <laughs> which is where I was making decisions from, but from possibility, right. And who that, uh, who I want to become. And then of course it keeps, again, I'm using my hands, but it keeps, it's like a stair step. Like you keep, like you become that person and then you're, and you, you grow, you expand your vision of what you want for yourself. And then you need to practice making decisions from that place that that's been a big part of it for me that I, again, another thing that I didn't ever think about. Yeah. Or in terms of, I would think about it like you're a badass. Like I do, I love those books and it's true, but, but what does that mean? You know? Yeah. It, more like what is badass Jill next year going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing you just said in there was like, it's not just doing the thing, but it's, it's actually believing when you do the thing that it could work. Like, I'm going to do this thing because, of course, this could work. This could be. It's just possible. That's what I love about possibility is that it's such an emotion that it almost feels indulgent to give ourselves. Like, why would we give ourselves the opportunity that it could happen when we instead could focus on real, like reality? No, I love that too. It, it, it kind of, for me, it's kind of like a magic uh, tool, like realizing that every circumstance is neutral right? It's like, oh, wait a minute. I can, is this possible? And yeah, it, it's totally possible. And then, you know, you can come up with the thoughts if you want to of, of why it's possible, but it just, um, it shifts everything. You know, I think that's another, maybe un, not even realizing it. I could have had the thoughts like I'm doing this stuff, but I don't know if it's going to work. Like I, or, or, you know, probably won't. <laughs> I don't know. That's, super helpful thoughts like that. And just, yeah. you know, like possibility walks. I love that idea. Yeah. I take them all the time now. So you were doing a bunch of stuff before. Are you still doing that much stuff now? Well, I've definitely not as far as like my offers. Right. So I had this, I had a private group that was small that had been going on for like three years. And I, had a lot of mind drama around that. And I made the decision again, made a decision to, to shut that down. And that opened up time and energy and nobody was mad at me. In fact, several people hired me for one-on-one coaching. So it, you know, it was, it was, it had, had served its purpose and its time. So yeah, I mean, I, I am doing some other things like right now I am, I'm probably going to publish it today. I have a new website, but that it, the work to do that came from a totally different place it didn't come from a place of, well, if I get a new website, that'll be the thing. Mm. And then I'll get five more clients. They're just waiting to see my new website. <laughs> That's not it. I'm not doing it from that place. I'm doing it because um, I want to change from one format to another and I just want something fresh. And it's more, it's more about fun and more about, again, showing up as authentic me and the choices are made from a different place. Okay. So you think from you're doing the same amount of stuff? It just feels different or are you doing less? I don't know that I'm doing less. Okay. And I think the other thing is even if you're not doing less, it sounds like you're doing different things that create maybe a sharper impact in the direction you want to go. Oh yeah. Like networking. Like that was another thing. Like when I said before, I didn't, I wasn't making offers because I, I wasn't meeting anybody. Like I wasn't going out and even on social media. I mean, that was just a missing piece of the puzzle. I think I remember having the thought before we started working together. It's like, well, 
Oh no, it was, it was before that I'll spend money on ads because you know, people, if people don't know that I'm a coach, how will they ever hire me? So I, I was having the glimpse of the idea, but it was just, um, misguided. Yeah. And I remember like it was, there was a thought that flinted across my mind was like, well, I mean, she, she is doing a lot. I don't maybe. And I just remember having to come back to such certainty that mindset works, that it's always our thoughts and feelings because it would have been easy for you to convince me like, no, what else could I possibly do? And I remember as a coach that I had to stay strong in, I know the answer. I know what the problem is. I know how to solve this. And nine months later, you're in a place where you see it in a very different way. And that's really cool to get to see that transformation. It's really cool to have that transformation. Because if you remember too, there was thoughts for a while there of like, well, I'm, maybe I should get a different job. Mm. And, and what's that going to be? Because I've done this for <laughs> 12 years and I haven't done anything else. So um, that's another thing that's very energizing to me right now is to realize this is my path. Like this is the choice I've made and, and it's working. That's a thought I love. It's working. Yes. Yes. I love it, Jill. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. So before we wrap up here, I want you to make sure you tell everybody who exactly it is that you serve, who, who you help, um, and how they can connect with you. Okay. Um, I am a life coach for creatives and I basically help them get out of their own way and get to making their creative dreams and desires happen. Very cool. And what's a creative take action. Oh, and create. uh, That's another thing. I am really trying to broaden the definition of creative. It's not just people who draw. I, you know, um, we can be creative in our business. We can be travel could be our, our, the way that we, like to create gardening, cooking, uh, learning other languages, showing up in our business as creatives. It's just, it's a way of looking at the world. Mm, Interesting. So if they're creative, they know it. Yeah. Most of the people who are going to work with a creative life coach or a life coach for creatives, there's, even if they don't know exactly, they have that inkling of, "Mm, yeah, I want that instead of regular life coaching. (laughs) I don't know. It's not like regular life coaching is bad, but yeah, just that creative piece is going to call to them. Yeah. Yeah. And how would they know that they need you? What are they doing or not doing? They are likely doing what I did before and maybe st- have a lot of ideas and a lot of different things that they want to be working on. And so they're kind of not focusing on one thing. They're doing a little bit of everything. They may be really good at starting things, but feel like they never finish things. Um, they may, the common blocks are procrastination, perfectionism overwhelm inner critic voices and fears. I'm not, I'm going to waste time. I'm going to waste money. Who am I to do this? Those kind of um, thoughts. Yeah. I could see how those things would might slow that creative person down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To a grinding halt or to not doing it at all. Yeah. So most of the people that work with me, they're just ready for a change. They are ready to quit thinking about it and make it happen, or they're ready to narrow in and like choose something and get started and, and feel that joy that they know is underneath there. They know that that creative expression is going to bring them joy and make them feel good or, or get, you know, bring them money, but they just, they're, they're tripping themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Jill. And how can people connect with you? 
So they can connect on my website, which is creativeoasiscoaching.com. Um, we can connect on social media, on Facebook, I'm Creative Oasis Coaching, or on Instagram, which is Creative Oasis Coach. Very awesome. Well, thank you, Jill, for coming on and sharing with our audience who you were, who you've become, and your path in that, that journey. Thanks for being a part of it, and thanks for asking me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>